Well, what's popping, everybody, and welcome back to the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. NXT is in the books from last night, January 13th, 2021. I'm right here today on a Thursday, and I'm going to be talking about what happened on last night's show, and that is coming up next. Hey, yo, Edgar, hit that intro, man. Let's go. Welcome to... You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. NXT World Champion Finn Balor, the Prince. This is the version of Finn Balor that I've been wanting to see for many years on the main roster, and we're finally getting it on NXT. That's good enough for me. There's no complaining on my end. This guy feels special. This guy, in his promos, in his delivery, have been absolutely fantastic. He feels real. He feels genuine, and he doesn't feel forced. I love this version of Finn Balor, and I'm praying that this man continues to be in NXT and does not go up to the main roster for the foreseeable future, or if any time at all. Now, Finn Balor looks like he might have a new challenger for the NXT Championship, and his name is Pete Dunne. We've seen women's action, and we've seen a good, solid main event between the Undisputed Era and Breezango, Tyler Breeze and Fandango, as they went toe-to-toe to see who's going to be making into the next round of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Now, we began the show right away with a match with Sashi Blackheart as she went one-on-one with Candice LeRae. Obviously, if you guys remember, LeRae ran over a tank that was Sashi Blackheart's, and Sashi attempted to act revenge against that, and I love that commentary brought that up immediately right away. Now, this match was pretty solid. Um, there were some instances where it was kind of slow and methodical. I love that Candice LeRae isn't really flashy. She's a heel, so her being a flashy heel isn't going to really work because it's going to get that baby face pop. And so she knows that, and she understands that. And so she was basically torturing Saucy Blackheart, but Saucy, as a baby face, was coming into her own. She was hitting some strikes. These women were killing it. But at the end of the day, Candice LeRae beat Sashi Blackheart via a swinging neckbreaker from the top rope. That swinging neckbreaker that Candice LeRae has is pretty cool, and it's pretty effective, and she beat Sashi with it. Now, Indy Hartwell is tagging with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. I said, when I seen Indy Hartwell, I said, this is going to be the female Tessa Blanchard because she just has that physique that Tessa has. She's tall. You know what I mean? So she just has that Tessa Blanchard look. Her tagging with Candice LeRae, though, I'm not sure where this is going. Usually I'm kind of good with things like this, but honestly, I don't know where this is going. I have no idea, and we're just going to see what happens as the weeks roll on. Um, Maybe they become, what is it called, the Dusty Tag Team Champions. They win the tournament because they are in the tournament. They're in the tournament with... A lot of other women that I'm going to be talking about. And they are the heavy favorites. They are the heels. And I definitely see them going far in the Dusty Classic for the women. And I'm going to talk about that tournament in a little bit as the review rolls on. Now, we've seen the first opening promo 
and it involved the NXT champion Finn Balor. Finn Balor came out and said, January 13th, 2021, Finn Balor is still NXT champion. Let's talk about Kyle O'Reilly for a second. Kyle O'Reilly is good, but he isn't on my level. Kyle O'Reilly is eating food out of a straw, and I love that he brought that up because the story of the match, the two matches that they had was Kyle O'Reilly broke Finn Balor's jaw in the first bout, and Finn Balor wanted to act revenge against Kyle O'Reilly and attempt to break his jaw in the second match. Obviously, he didn't break his jaw, but I love the story progression that Finn Balor is saying, okay, you broke my jaw legitimately. Now I'm going to break your jaw in storyline. So that was pretty cool on Finn Balor's behalf. And he also was complimenting Kyle O'Reilly as well, while also, of course, taking jabs at Kyle O'Reilly. Now, he was complimenting, continuing to compliment Kyle O'Reilly. All of a sudden, Pete Dunne, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch come out, and Pete Dunne grabs the microphone immediately and says to Finn Balor, the only reason why you're champion is because I haven't taken it from you yet. Listen, this match needs to happen. At a takeover, it needs to happen. This needs to be Finn Balor's new challenger, Pete Dunne, Finn Balor, for the NXT World Heavyweight Championship at the new takeover that's coming up on Valentine's Day. It's going to be a great bout. Now, I'm not sure if this is actually going to be the match. I assume it is because of the promo that Pete Dunne cut, pretty much discrediting Finn Balor, talking trash about Finn Balor. So you see where they're well, you see where they're going NXT. You see where they're going with Finn Balor, and I don't know because Karrion Cross is in the books. Karrion Cross is in here. Karrion Cross is in the title picture. Karrion Cross wants back his NXT Championship. So. Personally, I feel like they're going to save Finn Balor and Karrion Cross for NXT TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. And we're going to get Pete Dunne in the interim against Finn Balor. And I believe that's going to be just a one-off bout between Finn Balor, the NXT champion, and Pete Dunne. So that should be interesting. That should be very exciting. Those two are great, phenomenal wrestlers. And they tell great stories inside the ring. So it definitely should be another hard-hitting bout. And I can't wait to see it. Now, we've seen the Undisputed Era come out. The Undisputed Era come out, and they made the save for Finn Balor as Finn Balor was getting triple-teamed. Orny Lorcan, Danny Burch, and Pete Dunne were triple-teaming Finn Balor, and Finn Balor was getting his ass beat for a couple minutes until Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and the captain, Adam Cole, they all came out to kind of aid Finn Balor. And I love how the end of the segment, we've seen Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole specifically look at Finn Balor and stare Finn Balor down. Finn Balor, like a boss, was just kind of shaking off the rust like, yeah, I appreciate you helping me, but I didn't really need your help at the end of the day. That's just the Finn Balor character. And we're going to definitely see what happens as TakeOver rolls and comes near and the NXT Championship pitcher. Adam Cole, he wants a shot. I know that for sure. I know Kyle O'Reilly wants another opportunity. And then you also have Karrion Cross waiting in the rings it looks like we're going to get Pete Dunne first. Maybe Karrion Cross at WrestleMania weekend. I know I pitched something in regards to Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly challenging for the NXT Championship. And that can be just a phenomenal emotional story between two Undisputed Era teammates. Kyle O'Reilly wants to become NXT Champion. We all know Adam Cole wants that title back. And so the story with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole both wanting the NXT Championship 
It should be a very interesting story that should be told in the next coming months in 2021. I hope, I really hope Triple H considers doing that idea for the NXT Championship. And it will be a great story, and I can't wait to see it. And I hope it really happens. If it doesn't happen, it is what it is, because we all know the Undisputed Era is immediately going up to the main roster, and we'll just have to see what happens with that. Now, the second match that happened was the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Everrise. This was the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Let me talk about the Grizzled Young Veterans for a second. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> They're really cool, man. They're just this hard-hitting, just sluggish tag team. We got Everrise. They look like fucking the Young Bucks. I got Young Bucks vibes from a facial expression and just a face and everything. Every mannerism. It just reminds me of the Young Bucks for some reason. I don't know why. Um, obviously, their offense is not the Young Bucks, but just facially, they look like Nick and Matt. I'm just saying. Um, but at the end of the day, we all knew who was going to win this. The Grizzle Young Veterans defeated Everrise, and it is what it is. Um, I love that the Grizzle Young Veterans, before the match kicked off, were talking about how we're going to roll into this tournament, and we're going to win the tournament, and we're going to be your next NXT Tag Team Champions. So I love that. It was cool. Um, the Grizzly Young Veterans defeated Everrise via a combination of a face buster into a cold breaker. So I love those combination tag team moves, man. I really do. It's some good stuff. This is a legitimate shot um, at winning the Classic, uh, the Grizzly Young Veterans. So it should be very interesting to see how the tournament unholds. And maybe the Grizzly Young Veterans are going to go into the finals. They're saying that they want to go to the finals and they legitimately have a great shot at going to the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So great stuff there. Next, we've seen a video package of Raquel Gonzalez talking about how she was the badass in the match with Rhea Ripley and how she is a badass in general in the NXT Women's Division. You guys know, I know, that the NXT Women's Division is the best women's division in the business. The NXT Women's Division is the best women's division in all of North America. Now, hmm, Raquel Gonzalez. I want to talk about Raquel Gonzalez, man. Listen, I like Raquel Gonzalez now. I did not like her when she was in the Mae Young Classic. I didn't know who the fuck she was. I seen her and I'm like, okay, she's bland as shit. She doesn't know how to wrestle. She doesn't have a great look. She's not intimidating. She has the makings to be intimidating, but at the time... She wasn't intimidating at all. Obviously, WWE talked to Raquel Gonzalez to lose weight. And she obviously lost the weight, so God bless her. She looks very intimidating even more now than ever before. She has a great look to her. Her wrestling has gotten just significantly better. And she's a superstar in the making. Now, should she beat Io Shirai? That's a conversation for another day. But they are definitely building up Raquel Gonzalez. And I definitely see Raquel Gonzalez after beating Rhea Ripley in the last woman standing match. I definitely see Raquel Gonzalez challenging for the NXT Women's Championship against my girl, my boo, Io Shirai. Will she beat Io Shirai? It's too soon. Now, there's people that are saying that she should beat Io Shirai. But to me, it's too soon. These are the same people that are saying Bianca Belair going to WrestleMania, winning the Women's Royal Rumble. And facing Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship, that's too soon. So if you're saying that's too soon, then I'm going to stand my ground and say, 
Raquel Gonzalez beating Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship is too soon. That's just my personal opinion. Now, match number three, we've seen Dexter Loomis go one-on-one with Johnny Gargano. This match was okay. Um, they have some decent chemistry. I, I'm not going to say that their chemistry is the best, but they have decent chemistry. Dexter Loomis is athletic as shit for a big man. He's doing jumping leg drops and a drop kick. You know what I mean? I could see him definitely doing a moonsault for sure. He'll probably bring that out of his bag of tricks. Um, it was a good match between Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. At the end of the day, though, this is Johnny Gargano's NXT. This is Johnny Gargano. The way has so much momentum on their belt, you cannot have them lose. Not one match. Now, this was kind of predictable, obviously, because Johnny Gargano was not going to lose. And in fact, he did not. Johnny Gargano defeated Dexter Loomis via a roll-up pinfall. Now, Dexter Loomis losing via a roll-up pin. I was kind of annoyed by that. I'm not going to fucking front. I was kind of annoyed because why would you have... Listen, it's better than him getting submitted. I agree with that. It's better for him to get pinned than submitted. But the way he was pinned, I didn't like it. I'd rather just have him get pinned straight up against Johnny Gargano than a roll-up. And I was going to mention that we can see a rematch at TakeOver, but it be for the North American Championship. That still might be the case. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Koshida is going to get involved. And that's exactly what he did. Koshida got involved after Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory were double-teaming Dexter Loomis. Koshida came out and assisted Dexter Loomis. So... Koshida's definitely going after that North American Championship. Johnny Gargano was in the corner, hurt, selling his injuries. Koshida came into the ring. He grabbed the championship. He pretty much put his hands up in motion, looking at Johnny Gargano, and then threw the title right on Johnny Gargano's lap while Johnny Gargano was looking up at Koshida. So it looks like we might get Koshida versus Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship, or we might get Koshida versus Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis in a triple threat. Now, I don't know how you guys feel about a triple threat. I don't mind it. It kind of makes sense uh, because Dexter Loomis got cheated out. He lost. He he did lose. But Johnny Gargano had help against Dexter Loomis. So I could definitely see Dexter Loomis complaining to NXT management saying that I got screwed over because Austin Theory helped Johnny Gargano. Because she just being built up Kushida's going after that North American Championship. I definitely see a triple threat between all three guys at the next NXT TakeOver special. Now, match number four. Jake Atlas and Isaiah Swerve Scott, they were facing a mystery tag team. It turned out to be MSK, Carter and Lee, a.k.a. The Rascals. Yes, the Rascals. If you guys watch Impact Wrestling, you know how good they are. They were one of my favorite tag teams on Impact Wrestling, and they need to absolutely 110% be the face of the tag team division. Period. I don't care what other name you throw at me. There's no tag teams. You got to have a foundation. You got to have a launching pad to build this division around a tag team. And it needs to be 
MSK. I don't care. Simple. You're not going to change my mind, so don't even try. MSK, a phenomenal high-flying squad. They obviously defeated Jake Atlas and Isaiah Burr's squad via a Advats K. I don't know what the hell Advats K is, but it was a nice combination of a blockbuster into a slam. It was cool. So they went for a blockbuster. At the same time, going for the blockbuster, we seen a slam. It was cool for what it was, but MSK is definitely one of my favorite teams, obviously, from their impact days. Um, they're going to be a team to look out for. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the tag team division. And we'll see what happens with them. I hope they're um, be built up as a serious threat to the tag team championships. And I hope they win the tag team titles in 2021. Only time will tell. Match number five. Zaya Lee. Zaya fucking Lee. I'm going to tell you right now. She's one of the best things on NXT. Period. She's absolutely one of the best acts on NXT. She went one-on-one with some random chick. Okay, we all know what happened. Zaya Lee won via a spinning roundhouse. And that's it. Now, I want to talk about this more in depth for a little bit. For a couple minutes before I move on to the rest of the show. Zaya Lee is an absolute beast. Zaya Lee is an attractive woman. And she has this Chinese warrior type shtick. And I love it. It's great. There's one thing that annoys me with Zaya Lee though. It's the screaming. Where she comes out and she's doing her taunts. Moving around the sword or whatever. She's moving around the objects. But she's screaming at the same time. I don't mind her screaming, but it's kind of like getting to a point where it's like, okay, we get it. You are intimidating. You are a badass chick. You are a warrior. But the screaming kind of needs to stop. That's my only criticism of this quote-unquote gimmick, this character, this new transformation of Xia Li. Other than that, Xia Li is a fucking beast. A fucking beast. And this woman needs to be built up slowly but surely. Don't rush her. You got enough women in the NXT women's division to give the championships to. You got Ember Moon. You got Tony Storm. You got Dakota Kai. I want to see Dakota Kai be at least a one-time NXT women's champion before she heads up to the main roster eventually. That's one of my hopes. Now, outside of those women, you got Zia Lee, and you got some other women in the women's division. And, um, Zaya Lee is definitely going to be challenging for the NXT Women's Championship. You got Mercedes Martinez, obviously. And um, Raquel Gonzalez, of course. You got the NXT Women's Champion, Io Shirai. Io Shirai needs to lose that championship to someone that has been built up respectfully and is a big-time heel because Io Shirai is a babyface. Now, there's people saying, oh, she's a heel. No, she's not. She's not a heel. If If she wrestles the way she's wrestling... She's a babyface. She does not wrestle like a heel. She's doing high fly moves and everything. Hurricane Rana's springboard drop kicks, 619s, Tiger drivers. Come on, man. She's a babyface. I love Io Shirai. Io Shirai is one of my favorite acts in professional wrestling when it comes to the women. Just in wrestling in general. I don't want to stifle just a category of women. She's one of my favorites, period. But she needs to lose to the right woman. Who's that right woman? I don't have an answer for you right now. I really don't. I would maybe say Raquel Gonzalez, but it's too soon. 
in my personal opinion. Dakota Kai can be that woman, but I don't think WWE really has investment in Dakota Kai right now. She's up and she's down. She's getting a push and then she's not. She's in the title picture. She loses, then she goes to the back of line, which you should be. And then after that, they don't really use her after that. And something's got to change with that. I really want to see Dakota Kai be NXT Women's Champion before they give it to Ember Moon. Tony Storm, of course. You know, you got those two women in there. And uh, we'll just see what happens, man. The NXT Women's Division is stacked. It's stacked. So one of your favorites might not ultimately win the NXT Women's Championship because it's just too good right now. One of the best women's divisions in all of North America and all of professional wrestling. Now, after that, we've seen match number six, the main event. This was the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic Round 1 with the UE, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong as they went against Tyler Breeze and Fandango. This match was kind of okay. It didn't blow me away. I wasn't like, ooh, ah. It was just an okay match. It was a good match for what it was. UE obviously was going to win this match. And I'm going to throw a prediction out right now. I want the finals to be the UE versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. I want that to be the finals. The Grizzled Young Veterans going up against the UE. Will that happen? I don't know. MSK is too soon. It's too soon. They can be this underdog tag team that fights against the odds, but ultimately at the end of the day, they lose. And we'll just see what happens with them. Maybe they might go to the finals. I'm not going to complain about that. But personally, to me, I would have the Grizzle Young Veterans and the UE in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I would have the UE win, and then I would have Kyle O'Reilly turn on Adam Cole. And they have a blood feud that leads to the NXT Championship. And then that's what happens. Or you can just have them in a blood feud. That's it. They don't have to be in the title match. They don't even really need the titles. They have so much story that can be told. You don't really need a championship. The title match and the title picture is so stacked with Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, and you got other people. Johnny Gargano might get back in there. Tommaso Ciampa might get back in there. So it's just very stacked right now is the main event scene with Finn Balor as well. So maybe we could just see a blood feud between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. We'll see what happens because um, Kyle O'Reilly wants that title. Kyle O'Reilly wants the NXT championship. You know Adam Cole wants that title back as well, too. So we'll see what happens. Maybe that is the swan song for the Undisputed Era. A match between Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. They shake hands and they love each other after that, after the blood feud. It's all because of sportsmanship. And it's all just to see who the better person out of the Undisputed Era really is. Is it Kyle O'Reilly? Is it Adam Cole, baby? We'll see what happens. Hopefully, that's the direction. That's one of the pitch ideas that I pitched on social media. Speaking of social media, follow me on there. Follow me on Twitter, at JordanTCK918. Follow the Instagram on the podcast on Instagram, at the Wrestling Takeover slash podcast. Follow my personal IG account, if you would like, at JTCreative1-Dash. I'm going to be using Facebook to promote my podcast. So I would appreciate if you guys follow me on Facebook as well, too. I'm going to use that as another platform to get the podcast out. Subscribe to the podcast on 
what is it called? Subscribe to the podcast, man. I'm sorry. On iTunes. Okay. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, same thing. Follow the podcast on Spotify. Follow it on Anchor. Follow the podcast on all podcast platforms. Now, before I end the review, before I end the podcast, I want to talk about NXT as a whole for a second. The main event scene is, I'm not going to say it's stacked. It's not stacked. You got Finn Balor. You got Karrion Cross. You got Adam Cole, of course. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. But Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are in mid-card feuds. So they don't count. So you got Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, Finn Balor. That's it. Something needs to change. You need to bring up one or two people from the main roster onto NXT. And the two names that immediately pop in my mind are Kevin Owens and Shinsuke Nakamura. You need to bring both of those guys up to NXT. And you need to put them in the main event scene. The NXT main event scene is... It needs help. It needs help. And um, you got to do what you got to do. Finn Balor, Karrion Cross cannot lead the main event scene. You, Finn Balor needs help. He's got Karrion Cross. He's got Adam Cole. Adam Cole and the Undisputed are, are eventually going to go up to the main roster. Maybe after the Royal Rumble. So they're going to be already out the door. Even after WrestleMania. They're going to be out the door, period. Karrion Cross is still going to be there. Finn Balor, I'm praying to God he's still... In NXT. And then that's it. You only got two people. So you got to bring two people up. Or three people even. From the main roster. Onto NXT. Kevin Owens. Shinsuke Nakamura. And if I had to pick one more. I would say Bobby Roode. Those three got to go back. To NXT. Alistair Black. Forget Robert Roode. Bobby Roode. Robert Roode. Whatever. Forget him then. Alistair Black needs to go to NXT. I'm tired of people saying, oh, he's going to go to AW. He needs to go to try to go to NXT first. Have him try to go back down to NXT. Yeah, he probably tried that and failed. He needs to continue to ask. I need to go back down to NXT, and I need to stay down there. He needs to be in the main event scene with Karen Cross and Finn Balor. Shinsuke Nakamura, Alistair Black, Kevin Owens. Those three in NXT in the main event scene... Sign me up. Sign me up, man. We just need more main roster superstars that aren't being pushed. They need to head down to NXT. Now, the women is perfectly fine. I don't want any more women from the main roster down to NXT. We have enough. But if I had to pick one, Shannon Baszler needs to go back to NXT immediately. Off rip. I'm not playing. She's been booked like a fucking loser, Shayna Baszler. She needs to head back down to NXT for the foreseeable future. She needs to personally stay in NXT until the main roster understands how to book her. Will that happen? No. But she needs to vouch, and she needs to complain to uh, management, and she needs to ask Triple H to ask Papa Vince if she can be sent back down to NXT because something needs to be done with her. She's been booked like an absolute chump, an absolute loser, uh, Shayna Baszler. So something needs to be done with her. We'll see what happens. Probably not. You know what I mean? She's probably going to stay on the main roster. And people are going to be like, oh, WWE will get her right eventually. But when is eventually? She's pretty old. She's getting up there in age. So you got to do something with her. And you got to do something with her now. But we all know it's all politics. It's all favoritism. Shayna Baszler isn't one of the girls. Shayna Baszler looks different from the other women in the company. 
It is what it is. So, but just something needs to be done with her. But we will see what happens with her and all the other women in NXT. That is the best women's division in NXT in many years. And obviously the best women's division in the world, period. Now, I want to talk about one more thing before I leave, before I get out of here. Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody that has been subscribing to the podcast and been following the podcast and has been following the podcast on IG. I really appreciate it. I am definitely seeing the growth of the podcast. It's slowly growing. It isn't growing rapidly, but to me, I'm not all about rapid paced. It's a slow burn. I'm going to get to where I want to be eventually. My goal is obviously to be a creative writer for a wrestling promotion, WWE specifically, but just a writer in general. I know I have great ideas I can bring forth. I know I got good ideas to bring to the table. I will never stop pitching ideas on this podcast. I will continue to do that for the foreseeable future. As long as I'm doing this podcast, you will be hearing an idea pitched on any episode, any Raw, any SmackDown, NXTs, any hot topics, um, any just podcast that I just want to talk about in general. Um, You guys will be seeing a bunch of those coming up. And uh, yeah, man, we got what's coming up next, man, on the on this podcast. Hot topics. I got some hot topics I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be recording it today or tomorrow. And it'll be posted tomorrow for sure. So look out for that. Um, Later on in that night on Friday will be SmackDown. I will be covering SmackDown. And it will be covered on Saturday morning. And speaking of Saturday, follow the podcast on Instagram and follow me on Twitter because I will be announcing if I'm going to be covering Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. I'm aiming towards yes. I'm leading towards yes that I'm going to be covering the show. But please follow me on those platforms for any updates and um, anything in regards to me doing it or not. So I will definitely let you guys know on that end. I also want to shout out before I go wrestling amino people. I love each and every one of you. I get followers every day. I get people listening to the podcast on that platform. If you want wrestling talk and you just love the wrestling community and interactiveness as a wrestling fan, wrestling amino is for you. Please go download wrestling amino on your apps. I would really appreciate that. Uh, It's just a great app, man. And it's very interactive. I love it. I've been on there since 2016 and the growth that I've been seeing is absolutely just tremendous. And I'm very blessed. And um, I'm also blessed that the podcast is slowly getting up there. And um, I want to be up there, man, on iTunes. I want to be up there on Spotify. Uh, Please also comment on the podcast if you guys would like on iTunes and give it a five star rating or give it whatever rating you think the podcast deserves. And uh, I just appreciate everybody even listening to the podcast and giving me a chance to speak my mind because this is what we do here, man. We lead, we don't follow. That's the motto of the podcast. We lead, we don't follow. We always speak our mind no matter what the repercussions are. And um, I love speaking my mind on social media as well, too, for my opinions on the products. And I just love talking about just wrestling, man. This is what we do. We love wrestling. We're passionate about it. And um, I'm definitely going to expand even more so outside of AEW and WWE. I've been doing more New Japan. And um, I'm definitely going to be covering more New Japan. I'm going to be getting into more Impact and covering their shows as well, too. So we're just not going to be simply a WWE podcast. That's not what I want. I don't want to specifically just talk WWE. 
I want to talk about Impact. I want to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I want to talk about AEW. So we're going to be expanding our range in terms of companies that we talk about on this podcast. We're taking over. This is what it is. The Wrestling Takeover. We're taking over talking about other promotions around the world. And that's what we're going to do here on a weekly basis. I love each and every one of you. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast talking about NXT, the recap show. And like I said, more podcasts to come. This is the Creative King signing off. I'm out. Love you guys. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, I got the Glock in my robbery. 17 shots, no 38. Yeah, she's fine. Wondering where she be mine. Walk past, I press rewind. See that ass one more time. And I got this soul.